see. There it is. So yeah, anyways. So like just real quick, super broadly, how would you like describe your philosophy of lifting to someone that doesn't really understand why you do what you do? Oh, uh, I guess it's in, in, in like a little phrase, it will be by feel. And I know that's like a really kind of loose term to say to somebody that doesn't know much about training, but um, I guess I've kind of spent a lot of time in really kind of uh, regimented training programs, methods where everything's kind of dialed in. You're supposed to kind of hit percentages and reps and sets and whatever. Um, I did that for a long period of time. And then I realized that my body just wasn't uh, able to kind of go through that uh, type of uh, methodology because of the shift work that I do, you know, as a nurse, my life is just not a nine to five regular type of life. And so for a very, very long time, I struggled with that. And so over time, I kind of learned the basics and then I just learned to call the shots on the day. So it's by feel essentially uh, yeah. within understanding what's required to move forward. So kind of off of that, how strictly, I'm curious, how strictly do you track things and plan things yeah. for the future? When, so when you say by feel, is it completely like you get in the gym, you don't know what you're doing, you just kind of squat or what do you track and how do you like adjust for the future? So I do have ideas of what I want to achieve. Uh, so say for instance, right now I'm pushing fives. Uh, so my goal is to at least twice a week uh, hit five sets of five or even more. Um, if on, on a particular day I don't feel well, then I might hit three sets of five. But essentially what I want to do is push the, 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 the weekly volume of fives um, and sort of the general principles are five by five, three days a week is what's kind of considered really good intermediate uh, template for you to kind of progress. For me, you know, uh, because the ship works, because all this stuff that's going on, you know, I want to tally all of those up in a whole week. So I might hit two this uh, today, three tomorrow, one the following day. And so there's like a general goal that I want to hit, but I don't get heartbroken if I don't get those numbers because my life is what it is. You know, I might have three, you know, resources, one night shift and I, you know, I'm all stressed out and, and lack of sleep, lack of food and whatnot. So, I do have an idea what I want to, where I'm heading, but I don't really know the, the intricate path to get there for that particular week. No, I get the, uh, I get the nine to five thing. Cause my parents are doctors. They're like emergency physicians. So it's the same thing in our house. So that's yeah, super interesting. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's absolutely unreal. But uh, you said, so <laughs> sorry, what's that? Did you say they were emergency physicians? Yeah. Both of them are emergency. So like, you know how it is like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's just an interesting life and I get it. Like it makes it super crazy, but I think that's also what makes it fun in a way. Um, yeah. So you kind of just go for general goals. You're hitting five by fives now. Right. So I noticed something that's super interesting about your training and just in terms of learning in general is that you, you do a lot of trial and error. Like you'll try out new exercises to help with your squatting. Like I remember like back in the day, you were doing like good mornings and like, you're focused on hips. I remember that yeah. stuff. Um, deadlifting, you've always been doing. I'm curious, how do you, one, how do you choose what like new exercises to try? And when do you decide mm -hmm. it's time to like stop them? Like, what is the metric for like, okay, like I'm trying good mornings right now. Mm -hmm. What makes you decide to stop doing them? 
So the goal is to progress the squad. That's kind of like my sole goal. And there's other kind of goals attached to that, but that's, that's kind of the pinnacle of my, uh, of, of my aim for training. And so uh, then I go underneath that. I'm like, okay, what do I need to make this go forward to progress? Um, and so when I identify a certain thing, like let's say, and I've been back and forth, it's not very clear sometimes, man, I've spoken about this before. Is it weak legs or is it weak back, uh, weak core? Uh, and so you have this status quo, 180 for one, let's say, that's kind of the norm I can hear it on every single day. So what's going to make me go up? Look at the footage. I look from the left, from the right, from every single way. I kind of download what I feel as well. And I go, okay, I reckon uh, I make a hypothesis. I reckon it's, it's the posterior chain that's letting me down. And so then I would implement one thing. And I don't like to introduce too many things. I don't put, put too many things on trial. But I'll go, okay, let's run with good mornings and see how they feel. And so a lot of the time I would do a good morning and I wouldn't smash myself, but I would say do five sets of 20 good mornings just with an empty bar and then go back to the squat. And I would see how that feels now with the good morning effects so fresh in me. So I would see the immediate effect and I'm like, okay, that's making me feel even worse right now. Uh, or the hip pain is even flaring up even more. Um, if I feel that there's it kind of feels all right, then I would kind of, what I like to say, put it on trial, put it for a week and actually just put in some sort of like linear progression and push it like a proper lift. Um, but if I, if somebody says to me, you know, do split squats, um, Bulgarian split squats uh, and just run it for three months. I'm like, man, it's such a large chunk of time to dedicate, to just completely wipe out and just dedicate. If it's feeling really off, um, something's going wrong. Like say, you know, your parents would understand this. If you start running a drug, an antibiotic, and the patient starts itching, you know, noisy breathing, blood pressure is dropping, like you don't go, oh, yeah, we'll just run the whole, the rest of that, just make sure, like, what's going on. Yeah. No, man, you're a patient, man. They're having an anaphylaxis reaction. They're, they're having a, an allergy, man. Let's stop this. Let's intervene on time. And so... That's kind of how I, how I do things. So if, if the first five minutes of the antibody goes through and it's all good, let's run the next five minutes and the next five minutes. I sort of kind of build it up. Um, and then if the, if the good morning is not the right thing, then I'm like, okay, so maybe RDLs will feel a little bit better. And, and so I keep going along. And then eventually, man, I've, I've wasted a lot of time like this. I'm like, oh, no, it's definitely not the back. I reckon it's the legs. So then I start doing leg extensions and blah, 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 blah. Eventually, after a whole bunch of time, you go, you look at the training log and you're like, okay, I've written here wonderful things about this previous week here. There's something in that week that's made me feel a little bit better or even like a week before that or three weeks before that. And so then kind of like fine comb, trying to work out what's going on. But with a large enough sample of, of time, you know, you can start picking up patterns um, and everyone's different. That's the thing, man. A lot of people will say to you, man, oh, dude, you got to do this. And you do that and you're like, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for everyone. We're all individual. Um, so that's kind of the, the madness behind everything I do, how I work out. Um, and I've been training for a little while, so it's a, it's a lot of time that's kind of passed. And I, I know what works and what doesn't. Um, that's kind of the, the, how I think about things and how I trial things. No, that's super interesting. I think that's also like the reason why taking advice and reading books, I mean, it's great, but like 
when you're learning something, it's so personalized yeah. and individualized that like it's like over applying advice is like a massive problem. So like trusting your, I think that's what's interesting about you is you're trusting your feel and you're trusting yourself rather than the books. I think that's critical. You know, we in America, there's, there's, there's been situations where we need to go outside the protocol. Um, you know, everyone's different. And so there's been situations where the protocol is not working for this individual and it's a research situation. And if we just follow the protocol, this dude's dead. Um, and so this is where, you know, I've got a couple of close friends that are doctors and uh, they say that medicine is not so much a science, it's an art. You know, it's almost like you need to understand the science, but there's also an artistic side where biology is not physics, where like it's everything's 100%. Like if, if, if you've got the right answer, you got the right answer. It can't be anything else. Biology is like this it's fluffy, man. Like everyone's different. And, yeah. uh, and so you need to be able to adapt. If you don't adapt and you are just like that automated car, the Tesla car that's driving off the cliff, <laughs> You know, you can't, you got to abort the mission and we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. Cause that's exactly what my dad says. Like whenever he has, like he, he's, he's like, he's an outspoken believer that like, he's not an algorithmic emergency physician. Like if someone comes in, he literally said, he just like, he turns off his brain and he trusts his gut. And that's super interesting. Like, cause like man, medicine is super so, like, algorithmic. <laughs> triage and somebody walks up. And I'm just looking at him and I've got a gut feeling. You know, if somebody comes in, I'll, I'll tell you a story, man. Guy rocks up and he's like, I've got tooth pain. And I'm like, you look like shit. You don't like, there's something off about you, man. Your color's wrong. You got tooth pain. You know, he's not telling anything about chest pain or arm pain or back pain or neck pain, tooth pain right here. So I decided to do an ECG. He's having a, you know, heart attack your gut, like after you've seen 10 years worth of emergency patients and thousands of heart attacks, you kind of develop a feeling. Um, that's not textbook. You know, people don't rock up with toothaches and have heart attacks, but it's weird, man. Referred pain is strange. Um, so that gut feeling that your dad's talking about, I know exactly what that is. It can, it can send you astray sometimes, but don't die wondering, you know, like check it out, you know, go over there. Your gut, your gut feeling is kind of like, a reflection of everything you've ever seen and known and felt. And so if you follow your gut, I reckon you're going to be do all right in life, man. Okay. So the thing that's interesting about gut is that like, site, like, like neuroscience wise, that's because like for someone like you with lifting and my dad with being a doctor, he, you and him have read so many books and you've had so much experience that when you saw that guy, you've, read enough books that that information was internalized in your brain, right? Like you've seen enough people and you've had enough information input in your brain where you could have that gut feeling. So you can trust that now because you have experience. Do you think yeah. it's safe or like, like for beginners, like, let's say that I'm, I'm, cause there's no information input. Like it's difficult to trust your gut as a beginner because you don't have yeah. that experience to lean on. Would you say like that when you were starting lifting, did you trust your gut or did you go by the book still? Oh, when I first rocked up, man, I, I went with a mate and he said, well, we're doing three sets of 12 with this machine, three sets of, I just follow what every other bro in the gym was doing, man. Like there's no way I was going to number one, embarrass myself. Right. Um, as an 18 year old kid, you know, that's, that's a, that's a factor, right? Like I, 
you know, a 33-year-old man, I could walk out here right butt naked and not even care about it. But, you know, when you're 18, you know, you're, you're, it's a different type of, you know, perception of the world. And so I just followed. I just lined like everyone else and followed everyone else. Um, and then I happened to fall in love with the whole, you know, training, you know, with iron and whatever. And so I, then I started to take more and more interest. And it was only until I started reading the literature, reading kind of the what's actually going on here, the five by fives, the, the sighting strengths, Mark Ripito, Pavel Tetsulin, all these guys who were like authors in the field, all the kind of contrasting methods that I started kind of seeing that what's going on here, man? Like this doesn't seem to be like a science here, man. This bloke over here is saying five by five. This dude over here is saying like German volume, 100 by 100. Like if this is a science, man, what are we doing, man? Like how can we have contrasting ideas like that it's like you can't if we're going to the moon you can't be telling me you know this guy's going to go with a rock and this guy's going to jump on a bird and fly up there that's how vastly different some of these things were and so that kind of my nursing brain a bit of science brain i started thinking it doesn't seem to be like a really solid science here it seems to be wishy-washy um and so then i realized a lot of people are getting all sorts of different results from various different uh methods um, and then you look at sports, you know, <laughs> the game of soccer, man. So, you know, high pressing, low pressing, low block, wingers, 4-3-3, 4-4-2. There's so much variation. And it's like you got to find something that sits well with you, you know, that you actually like doing. Um, that's number one because it's, it's, a, it's a hobby, right? And then you try and work out the intricacies beyond that. But if you, if you don't like doing 10 sets of 10 and you are just bored as hell from it, it doesn't excite you. That's not for you. Do something else. Yeah. Right. Um, that's but, you know, starting out, you have to follow someone, I think. Yeah. I think that choosing a general framework and then, like, going at it is super smart because then – so, like, my question is how do you deal with – like, do you ever, like – like, I mean, for me personally, like, I felt – I find myself, like, overthinking things because, like, it's the information age. Like, everyone's telling you something different, like you said. How do you how do you deal with overthinking things and like because like you're clearly reading literature you're I know you're reading like anatomy you're reading a lot of yeah. books you mentioned like the practical programming author guy right so like yeah. when how do you recognize when you're overcomplicating the process and what do you do when you think you're overcomplicating it? Uh, a few very very smart people much smarter than me have said when in doubt. Uh, Pavel Tsitsulin, this is his quote, when in doubt, train your grip and core. Uh, so even the guys who are like at the top of the, you know, of this of this genre of, of science, if you will, they say that it can get very difficult. You know, another guy I'll, I'll say is Chad Wesley Smith. He actually has a YouTube channel called Juggernaut Strength. I've learned a lot from him over the years. And so he's an elite lifter. Like he's squats like 400 kilos or something like this. Big, big guy. Uh, and so he struggled with this concept of, you know, you're squatting, you hit that spot, the universal struggle spot, and you fail. And then you look at the footage and you have to make an, make an assumption of what's gone wrong here. Is it the legs that have failed or the back? And so he said, I mean, this is an elite lifter. He has said, I've gone back and forth a million times trying to work out, okay, it's the back, it's the legs. Um, it gets so confusing. You're overcomplicating it. Like, I just think when it gets confusing, you just have to pick a lane and just hammer it. Just pick something uh, and give it some time. Uh, 
I'm, I'm my own kind of biggest critic. Uh, sometimes I don't allow enough time for the experiment to actually have any meaningful results. Um, because you like we're it's constant evolution of my body and my mind. So sometimes I would read something by somebody and it would just literally spark my brain. And I'm like, start thinking about my current plan, my current beliefs and would alter it a little bit because of this new information. It's like, you know, the Germans are coming from this left flank. Well, that's the information. We have to adjust to that. You can't just not adjust to that. And so sometimes you learn information and you're like, okay, I have to adjust. But then adjusting is going to ruin my experiment because it's adding another variable to it and it messes everything up. Um, my, my, my doctor friend, he always says to me, you know, when you get to a thousand days, it's quite every day, I, I, I would really love for you to actually stop, <laughs> do two weeks of nothing and then do another thousand days. But instead of doing every day, do it three days a week. And then we can have like two experiments uh -huh. side by side, you know, and so we can have some sort of like experimental structure of what's actually worked and what hasn't. And I say to him, well, if I could clone myself and run it <laughs> concurrent, but I've learned something in the first experiment, which I'm going to carry over to the second experiment. And so it's so difficult, man. This is where it just becomes very, very difficult. Yeah. Um, because you have things impacting things and it's not very clear of what's going on. Your friend's a true scientist because that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the ideal that's world. He drives him crazy, man. He's like, dude, you're changing shit all the time. And you gotta, you gotta, because he's a science brain, you know, he's a doctor, you know? Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta control some variables, man. You're driving me insane. Been through carbs, you've been carbs again, and now you've been hip flexors again. You're driving me nuts. <laughs> no, but it's actually kind of interesting because I feel like you approach lifting from a scientific perspective because you're experimenting. Like, I feel like your style, I mean, I mean, feel free to disagree, but like, you're experimenting. Like, that's what you're doing is you're running mini yeah. tests. You're making a hypothesis, yeah. you're running it, and then you're evaluating whether it works or not. So it is, it, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Yeah. It's super interesting. Um, do you apply that philosophy of experimentation in terms of improving in things outside of lifting? Like, I know you're into, like, is that how you approach things your entire life? Like, you're a nurse. Is that how you do it? Are you trying new things or is it more constrained in that type of environment? Well, you know, in, in lifting, I have the the utmost autonomy. You know, I, I have the freedom to do whatever, and there's consequences solely mine. You know, if I mess up for a whole year, then I don't progress for a whole year. Um, but in, you know, a professional environments, it's very, well, not allowed, <laughs> number one, for you to kind of completely run whatever you want. Uh, but, you know, there's certain things that I, that I wish I could change. Uh, and some things we change and I try to implement a work, you know, with the approval of everyone above me. Um, but that's, that's, that's kind of how I, how my brain works. Uh, it's always kind of been like that. I always try to improve efficiency and find it. I don't really know what that means, but just find it. I, I always felt, man, it's a very complex system, but eventually you can find something which is going to change everything that's that's the kind of feeling i have and I, I tell everyone i tell my wife all the time man like i've been at this for such a long time and i've done so many different tests but sometimes i get so warm it's you know that game warmer warmer colder colder warmer i feel like i'm getting to a 
a perfect scenario where I, where I have like it, I have a template of what works, the ratios involved, you know, this hip flexor thing held me back so long, man. I did a whole merry-go-around, every single structure in my body. Um, and I've kind of finally worked out that when pain comes, I can do something that's immediately affecting it, like immediately. Um, and when you're in pain for such a long time, man, it's such a refreshing thing. Uh, but that's that's just my general vibe. And it, obviously there's constraints everywhere around me, but uh, in the garage is just me and, and that's basically it. I wish I could just run, run a mark everywhere, but yeah. it doesn't work like that. No, that's what's like so interesting about like lifting to me is that it's actually like super creative. Like people don't get that. It's like, it is kind of like a blank canvas because there's no like no one to tell you what to do. So you can run your own experiments, which is super cool. Um, yeah. So what's interesting to me about your trial and error philosophy is that's how like the brain learns is that like the way that a brain becomes better at a skill is that it's neurons are like you need the failure to connect and make new synapses. So my question is, are you actively seeking failure? Like when you get in the gym and you're lifting, are you pushing the limit? And are you looking for a squat that you can't do? Like, are you seeking that failure or are you just repping it out like and spreading that volume over the week? Uh, I'm not so much looking for failure, um, but I am looking for feedback i'm always every rep man i'm like thinking about how it feels because i'm convinced that there's a certain feeling you should have when you're moving um you shouldn't have pain number one but sometimes man even when you don't have pain you feel like your balance is off your positioning is off and so i think about what's influencing those things what, what what's causing this for a long time i thought it was the ankles that are tipping you forward and then I would see guys, I would see my, my kids, you know, squat, the knees not over the toes, and yet they're upright. Then I see another man at work, some Asian fella. He had really long femurs, really, really long femurs, and he squatted perfectly down, and his knees were not over his toes. And I'm looking at this guy, man. <laughs> for for all, all my colleagues at work, man, they, they know I'm, I'm crazy like this. I've literally walked around on a night shift when it's really quiet, and I'm like, Hey man, can you do me a favor and squat down with your with your feet flat on the ground? What's wrong with me? I want to see how you how you move. And so a lot of people say, man, there's a guy that's taller than me. Uh, squats down, man, perfect squat. Like he's upright, chest upright. Doesn't train, doesn't do anything. He's a freaking gamer, man. Femurs are long, everything's long. I'm looking at him. I'm like, the hell is going on here, man? Because this whole thing with internal hip rotation, it's kind of like he almost hides what's happening. And people tell me it's the ankle. It's not the ankles, dude. I've got so many people in my mind that I've tested over the years. <laughs> people meet me. They're like, oh, you want me to squat? Yeah, I can crank the squat, man. <laughs> and so I look from the side and I'm like, what is going on there, man? You know, uh, and then people come at me with all these different theories. There was, a, there was a video I saw a year ago, two years ago, where this guy made like a stick figure where he had like uh, limbs and he had joints. And so he was kind of like shifting. He was basically arguing that the, the, the femur length relative to your lower leg length, your, your calf length or your, or your tibia length completely dictates your squatting ability. And, but, you know, what that thing doesn't explain is internal, external hip rotation, spreading of the knees, 
you know, he was looking at it from one dimension and he's arguing that if you have really long femurs, you can't squat. I'm like, that doesn't make sense, dude. We, we don't move in, 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 in just this frontal plane, man. Like there's, there's more to it. There's rotations. And so you can hide certain limb lengths. Um, but like it just, it just drives me, drives me crazy. And so when I'm moving, I'm always thinking about how's the feeling? Is there pinching? Is there pain? And then I look at the video and that's why I started the whole freaking video thing. I would look at myself and I'm like, dude, you're, you're leaning over like 45 degrees, man. Like there's something wrong there. Your glutes are tight, your doctors are tight. And so and then you go and you, you kind of study the insertion points, the origin points of different muscles and you, you kind of picture, okay, so if that was a string and I was to like bring those two points together, what sort of effect would that have on the body? Mm. And so that's kind of pieced everything together, you know, uh, personal experience watching gym guys, watching people move in, in, in just general population, and then my understanding, and then you're trying to piece everything together because you know it's too easy for somebody to say, Oh, you can't score because you're a wide guy and you're six foot four. And I've got a cousin, man, he's six foot four, he's a cyclist, long ass freaking legs, man. His legs are like up to here, man. Squats perfectly, yeah. squats perfectly. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. He's not a squatter. He doesn't squat. He just cycles. And that's the other thing. Judging on what you do, you will have different biomechanical things happen to you. So he's a cyclist. And so there's a few guys at work. They also cycle a lot, you know, back and forth from work. Do like 100, 200 Ks a week. And, I'll, and then I would start in my mind cohorting these things. Okay, six four four guy, six four three guy, both cycle a lot. Both have really good squats. So what's cycling? What does that do? why cyclists have really good hip mobility. I squat every single day. I'm jacked up every single day. I can't squat for shit. <laughs> this guy deadlifts all the time. He can't squat at all. Like he is just locked up. And then you have little Asian girls at work who have no muscle mass squat perfectly like a candle, like straight up and down. So their hips are not restricted by heavy, strong musculature. Um, they're weak. So those muscles are just pliable. And so in my mind, I'm just cohorting all these different groups on top of everything that I've learned. And so it's kind of like, you know, as I'm, you know, walking through life and, and, and getting new pieces of information, I'm always kind of slotting them into different cabinets, if you will, of information and trying to piece it all together. That's super interesting. That cyclists. Um, yeah. How you made that connection. I'm curious, what are your thoughts on, so like you're, it sounds like you're pretty dead set on just like, I'm going to get my squat as good as possible, right? What are your thoughts yeah. on approaching multiple goals at once so that you find like overlaps between them? Because like a lot of people will say like, you got to choose one thing, pure focus on it. And that's the best way to get your goal. Do you think that it might be more efficient to say, choose three different things that I want to pursue and then see where they overlap? I mean, what do you think? Yeah, so I, I was that guy that said, I'm just going to squat until I hit 300, and then when I hit 300 squat, then I'll work on my deadlift. And surely by then, the deadlift is going to just, through the process of squatting, is going to be like 250, and I won't even train the squatting, uh, the, the deadlifting. I've been that guy, and I, I really dreamt that that could be the case. The squat is an excellent exercise. It is probably the best exercise, but it can't exist by itself. 
So I came to a conclusion very early on, probably like 100 days in, I started looking and trialing, trial and erroring and all that, looking for a buddy to the squat. And I tried everything. I tried all these different ideas um, from sit-ups to calf raises to deadlifts to RDLs. Like, you name it, I did it. And so automatically there has to be two things that, that had to exist. So you need to have two goals. Um, one side of the joint is really strong. The other one has to be just as strong for it to be no pain and balance. And so automatically a minimum of two lifts are required. This is why I've taken a liking to the deadlift. Uh, I feel like when I deadlift and I squat, I'm balanced. If I do a lot of squatting and not a lot of deadlifting, I feel like I'm, I'm unbalanced. Recently, I've kind of tried to precipitate that whole deadlifting motion and try to kind of make, is it really the deadlift or is it something else going on? And so I kind of dug a bit deeper. And right now I'm kind of silently confident that it's just leg raises, knee raises, hip flexion. So basically reversing the squat. So sort of pushing the leg, the foot away, you are drawing the leg in. Hits the psoas, hits the rectus femoris, hits the iliacus, and you feel good. The reason why I think the deadlift has those effects, the psoas and iliopsoas and rectus femoris, is because part of you keeping your lower back flat is that uh, contraction of the hip flexors. It's kind of like a isometric contraction that maintains your lower back. People think it's just your lower erectus. I've, I've kind of felt that it's, it's hip flexors involved as well. So now I'm kind of thinking to myself, can I do away with the deadlift? I'm secretly thinking about that. Can I, can I do away with such an expensive lift and just go hammer and tongs on hip flexion exercises like leg raises, leg lifts, um, psoas curls? Like I did a video yesterday where I just tried all these different things. Um, so I feel like two, two exercises will be bare minimum. One, I'm confident it can't exist. Two, and I, I'm probably confident that it's two and three and maybe even four. Uh, all in an attempt to reverse something that you're doing so much. If you're doing squat every day, you're going to have to do something also every day to match up the volume. That's kind of the extreme. So one extreme needs to also be met with another extreme. So if you're doing hip extension all the time, you better be doing hip flexion to need some sort of balance. So for that reason, I think having one goal in itself is probably the wrong idea. It's very, very hard. Uh, and then you can probably extrapolate that even further. You know, a lot of guys told me, Ivan, just get strong overall and everything's going to go well. Um, but my mind is the way my mind works. I want to know, I don't want to just do it, 10 sets of everything. And then I walk out of the gym. I'm like, I don't really know what's doing what. I don't really understand anything. I'm just doing a whole lot of everything. I actually want to work out. You know, I want to hit the nail on the head. Uh, but I, for 100%, you can't just have one goal. It needs to be two or more. Yeah, because I think there's like, you just, like, it's the way learning works is you're like the more, that's why there's like a network effect, in my opinion, to like getting better at something. It's why it's like exponential because like the more dots yeah. to connect, do you know what I mean? Like the more dots that you yeah. put, the more that can connect. And then like the more connections you're making, it just like, it just snowballs. It makes sense. It makes sense. Because a lot of, a lot of skills, there's carryover. You know, if you're, you're talking about life, like I've been nursing for 12 years, you know, I, I could probably go to a construction site and be okay because I've spent so much time with people. You yeah. know, I've worked with people. So there's yeah. people over there. So I'm not just 
coming out of the, the, the Amazon, haven't seen anyone for 100 years, I actually have carryover skills. So it's kind of like that. There's a lot of carryover to a lot of different things. Um, so I agree with that, definitely. So that makes me think, like, I'm curious when you look back on, like, your entire lifting journey, because, like, in theory, on paper, learning should be just, like, an exponential curve on a graph it be based on, like, neurons, yeah. right? But we plateau, and I'm sure you've plateaued. What has yeah. it? What is what is the learning curve looks like? It, I know it can't be just like a straight like y equals x. Is it staggered? Is it like you hit a plateau, breakthrough, plateau, breakthrough, or is it constant? Like what what generally does that improvement process? How has that looked for you over the years? On a graph, I would say it would look like a step. Uh, so there's like a plateau all the time. So like plateau and then bang, plateau and bang, and plateau and just keeps kind of going up like that like a step kind of uh, formation. Pavel Tatsun, actually, on Joe Rogan, he, he spoke about this on how actual progression physically it is. And, and, and he spoke about maybe there's like deeper hormonal reasons for this where until something is activated, nothing happens. And then something finally clicks and then it's like a water dam effect. It just opens and then you have progress and then shuts up again. So there's, you know, thoughts about and theories about that where you just kind of keep stimulating, keep applying that stimulus let's say for 30 days and the body's like, fine, all right, no worries, we'll give you some. And then you get some. Mm. It's kind of like me, man, like, you know, th this progress that I've made recently, man, like it's, it's, you know, all of a sudden I'm doing a whole bunch of volume at, at something that used to be kind of my daily, my daily single. Now I'm doing 35, 40 reps with it. Um, it uh, the way it makes me feel is like you get to a level and you keep hitting your head against the wall. And you keep kind of being that kind of restless self where you're kind of working out, okay, I'm going to really push the volume. And sometimes you push the volume and nothing happens. It's like I've upped the volume 50% more. Nothing has happened. It doesn't make sense. And then you're like, oh, then you introduce one exercise and it makes the world different. And then you just pop up. So it's, I feel like there's, there's an effect like there's always something holding you back. And if you had a crystal ball to work out that exact freaking fiber of muscle that's holding you back if you can just surgically just enhance it that would be the ideal thing but working out what's happening is very very difficult this is why like the whole chet wesley smith you now he was stuck for a certain way for a long time and he's beating around the bush okay i'm gonna push a lot of volume okay that's a lot of volume i'm gonna drop the volume increase the frequency he kept doing that kept doing that then he realized that he's got really strong legs weak back and then he started doing more back and all of a sudden bang he jumps 20, 20 kilos in the squad because he's just done so much volume for everything else. He just needed a bit of back. And now the back's caught up with the other stuff. And so it's, it, it's symptomology. You know, somebody rocks up and you, you assess them. Um, and I'm sure your parents would say, history taking is freaking everything in medicine, man. You need to be able to sit down and understand the symptoms, let them talk, let them actually express. And then you do the physical assessment and then you come back to your table and you think, and you're like, okay, this is what's happening. You go. But failing your assessment, if you don't assess the patient, if you don't assess the lifter appropriately, all of a sudden you've taken the wrong turn and you're just, for three months, you've just gone down the wrong path. So you need to kind of assess what's going on. And a lot of the times we don't know what the hell is going on, what's actually weak. And so then we waste this all of this time. And that's why I think it's a step ladder because during that, 
during that horizontal kind of plateau where, where we don't really know what's going on. We're, we're, we're challenging the body from all these different things, but you know, it's almost by chance. Sometimes you get it right and, and it's like a quick step <laughs> yeah. and then you don't get it. And then you just, it's a flat line for a while. It's fascinating how like similar different things are. Like you walk into a room with a patient and you're just trying to, you're just trying to diagnose the problem. And it's the same thing when you're squatting. It's like you said, you're looking for the one thing to fix. Like, so you're trying different things and then you find the one thing and then you fix it. It's all the same thing. It is just cool. Yeah. Um, that's oh, how yeah. They say, you know, intelligence is all about like problems solved. You know, you, you, you need to be able to, you can have all this information in your head. Uh, you can be a computer, um, but you need to be able to apply and problem solve. So basically to me, intelligence is you have all this knowledge, but you need to be able to pull these, these different ideas together. And these, you need to connect dots mm-hmm. and connect sometimes. And I get so freaking frustrated. I'm literally sitting here and I'm like, you are an idiot. If you were a little bit smarter, you would have been so far ahead in your, in your lifting journey because I haven't connected the dots. And I always think to myself, if Einstein was in love with squatting, he'd be so he would have yeah. <laughs> If he fell in love with squatting, man, oh my God, like that man is just an ultimate problem solver. And so something as simple as squatting, are you kidding me, man? This man's talking about general relativity, man. This is, you can actually test this and see the effects. immediately theoretical science man that's what's super interesting about that's what's super nice about squatting is that you have immediate feet not immediate feedback it's it's actually like a little bit of a mix but you have immediate feedback so like you're right like the difference between that and like that's why it's that stuff is so fun to learn but like you look at something like investing so like if i'm trying to learn how to invest my feedback loops are super long and super delayed. So learning gets super complicated because I make a decision yeah. and then three years later, I find it's like if you're squatting and something felt wrong, yeah. but you figured it out three years later. So you go back and it's like, that's what's, yeah, you're right. That would be very, now that he man. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see if Einstein could squat. That's super funny. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm curious if you had to choose like what matters most in terms of improvement? Would you say it's consistency, efficiency, or like sheer volume and hard work? If you had to choose between those three. Automatically, the gut feeling is consistency. Uh, consistency. You just have to keep at it. Uh, you have to keep at it. Obviously, there needs to be a whole bunch of volume as well. The time needs to pass. You need to have time under the bar or, or time in whatever endeavor you're doing. Um, they, you know, they talk about the 10-year thing. You know, um, A lot of people have said, give it 10 years. After 10 years, I remember when I first started YouTube, right? Like, I started making these videos. I'm a complete beginner. I don't even know. I'm nervous and I don't like the sound of my voice and all these sort of things. And so you start you know, doing research about how to, how to make a video and you know, you start learning some of this terminology. And a lot of these guys, I remember, were saying, make 100 videos. Just don't even think of it. Make 100 videos. And once you made 100 damn videos, then you can ask, ask some questions. But until you've actually tried it, you're asking way too many questions. You don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Make 100 videos and go from there. So there needs to be volume. You need to just get in and then do it. Uh, and so after the 100 videos, it's like, what are the questions? Well, you're a lot more comfortable in front of the camera. 
you've gotten over the fact that your voice sounds like shit to you. So that's not a worry anymore. You've learned how to edit and cut and join different clips together. And you know how to do an intro and an outro. All of a sudden, it's like, you're a YouTuber, man. <laughs> like, yeah. You've just done it. You're a YouTuber. Man. I can talk about this and that. And, but just do the damn thing, man. Just just do it. So consistency and volume. Yeah. I mean, ideal. you can mix them. That's so funny how you like accidentally became a YouTuber. I think that's. Uh, <laughs> oh man. I, I still, this, this is the thing. Like a lot of people are like, man, you got a hundred thousand subscribers. You don't even look at like, you don't, you don't behave like somebody that's famous, oh, man. Like this, this, I don't know what's going on, man. I, I feel like somebody's <laughs> just tapping the, the, the button and giving me all this. I, I don't feel it. Like my life is the same. I, I don't feel like I'm anything special. And this, this, this is what upsets me, man, because, Back in the day, I used to try and make contact with people that were really good at squatting and deadlifting and whatever. And oh, 20,000 subscribers, you would never get back to me. Never get back to me. I'm like, oh, he's just a rich guy, man. He's got millions of fans. You know, everyone's <laughs> bullshit. Bullshit. I know exactly. I've got a thousand now, man. I get time yeah. for everyone. Like, like, come on, man. Like, I know exactly he wasn't making a lot of money at 20,000 because I don't make a lot of money at 100,000. So, <laughs> so what was like, you're just a normal bloke, you know? Yeah. That's so now that. I, I get upset at people that kind of walk around like they're someone, you know. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> I know we're all just humans <laughs> on Earth. And it's spinning rock. But that must be a super wild experience because you're every day you're having like thousands of people comment on your lifting routines. Like that's nuts. Like that's a that must be a really weird experience. Has that like changed? What did like what has that changed about like not just like, I mean, lifting, because like you have people commenting, like whatever, like on your fuck, on your lift. Yeah. How has that yeah. changed your life at all? You said it hasn't changed it. Like, does it affect like how you approach lifting? Do you listen to what people say? Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. So some, some people have a lot of interesting things to say. Uh, I, I said all the time, there's a lot of people who comment who have like spent 30, 40 years in the game, you know, and uh, obviously it's hard to kind of see who's who. Uh, some people have uploaded some lifts and so sometimes they're like oh look at my channel you see what i'm doing like the other day somebody um what was his name super joe i think or some yeah i think it was super joe that, that was his um display name and he's like oh you know i tried box squatting in the past and i found there was no carryover to the atg style squat um and then somebody before i got to the comments somebody was like oh yeah i remember your videos back in the day and so I thought, oh, okay. So this guy was like, oh. so I clicked, clicked his link, go on this channel. And yes, yeah, six, seven years ago, he was uploading. He wasn't a YouTuber. He was just uploading lifts. Yeah, he was squatting 300 kilos to a box. And he was doing it for set of five. Um, and so when you see that and you read that, then you're like, okay, this guy's talking from experience. And I know he's not bullshitting. This is not just some keyboard warrior. And then he goes on to say, you know, I snapped my spine injury ended my career. I haven't lifted ever since, but you know, when you have somebody that's got that credibility, uh, it kind of means more to you because this is the thing, like everyone can see my face and who I am and whatever, but there's a lot of just empty names in the comments. Um, over time, I've kind of developed a relationship with people, but if somebody comments for the first time and I don't know anything about them, they're like, Oh no, Ivan, you have to do this. I'm like, okay. You know, I don't take it hard because I don't know you. But a lot of guys now who have been watching me for a long, long time, you know, I've kind of learned about them, who they are, and I know what they're talking about, and I've kind of 
develop that rapport with them. And so I, I, those words mean a lot more to me than somebody just coming straight on the channel who is aggressive and saying, you need to score it once every three weeks, like some guy was telling me. Because Tom Platts was scoring once three, once every three weeks and he was the god, the, the quadzilla. And I'm like, okay, man, you know. <laughs> you know had a draw and I told you draw once every three weeks man you'd be pretty shit drawer man so many so many uh, problems with that so many like alternative causes that's it's just bias yeah that's <laughs> science uh um so I'm, <laughs> I'm curious about like uh a little bit I just want to talk a little bit about like your mindset and your philosophy um I know you always say like I love it like you just love like getting in there and I get that like it's like a video game, I guess. Um, yeah. But w- on the hard, like on the day, there, there's days where you don't want to get in there and there's days when it's hard. Do you still love yeah. it on those days? And what, what, where does your mind go to get you in there and not miss a day? Um, there's days that I hate existing. <laughs> you know, I hate coming in and putting the bar on my back and I'm just like, Instead of squatting down, I just do this. <laughs> I just lean over because I'm so tired. Oh, man, I hate those days. And I, I remember, like, I used to walk in stubborn. I'm like, fine, that's right. You don't have to have mobility today. I'll just force you into it. And then, like, it's just god-awful existence moving through space when the body doesn't want to move. Um, I think for me, man, I, uh, something, something wrong about me, I'm, I'm sure. When things are hard, man, I just love it. You know, if squatting came natural to me, I don't think I ever would have cared. You know what I mean? If I just squatted ATG every single time, first time I touched the bar and then it was just easy for me, I don't think I would have fallen in love with this man. To me, the intrigue was this squatting thing is so difficult. Why can't I just sit down like this guy here? Why, like, why is he squatting so perfectly? I look like a retard. What, like, what's wrong with me, man? Coming from basketball, like, Ankles were stiff, hips were stiff, everything was stiff. It was like so difficult. And then you see Coloco, a guy that's like my size, perfect squatting. And then you see some of the Chinese dudes, but those guys are like, you know, different kind of shape. Then you see Clarence Kennedy. Man, first of Clarence Kennedy, I literally thought he was natural squatting 380 G pause. Man, my eyeballs came out of my skull. I was like, this is possible. And so then, when I rock up to those difficult days, especially the 4.30 sessions, um, I just think to myself, I would literally hate myself if I didn't even come in today and just do something to get me a little bit closer to that goal. Because I'm so, I'm so determined to get there. Um, I need to feel like every single day I'm doing just a millimeter, a speck of dust closer to where I need to go. And sometimes there's no physical gains at all. No gains at all. I know this. But I just want to be in a position that something might connect. At least I'm in the space and I'm thinking about the problem. But if I don't rock up and I don't train, I won't get the physical effects if they are going to be any. But if I'm not in the gym and I'm in that space, I'm going to be looking at the TV, playing some video games, being with the kids, being with the wife. And everyone's got different kind of, you know, sonic waves coming at me and all this stuff and I'm engaging with that environment and I'm not going to be thinking about what I need to be thinking about. And so I just literally go over there like the squad is my altar and I just sit there I'm like, okay, let's let's be one. Let's just think about this. 
And some days it's really, really bad and, you know, everything's going poorly. But I say to myself, at least you are here and you're giving yourself a chance and some atom in this room is going to bounce and it's going to hit you in the head and it's going to cause a chain reaction. You're going to be like, aha, I know what's happening. That's literally it. I, I wouldn't be able to sleep if I didn't, if I didn't just rock up because this is how much I want the result. I'm literally dreaming about the day that I just work it out. It's not even so much 300 kilos. I just work it out and I just have the formula and every day I'm rocking up and I just know it's working. It's like, wow, I've worked it out, man. And, and, and that feeling of in five years' time, if, if, if I just continue, I'll be at 320. Oh, man, it's so good, man. It's like making the best recipe in the world. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, what, it's what it is for everything. Like, it, it's just a love for the process, I feel like. I don't know, like, just like the, the hard work. Yeah. It's so, I relate to that so much. Like, you like it because you can't do it, like, I started just kind of like personal. I started playing rugby and it's something it's the new thing that I'm going after. And everyone's like, dude, you're fucking crazy. Like you're 140 pounds. Like, why are you doing rugby? It's like to see if I can, you know what I mean? To like get there and like do it. And like, yeah, I completely get it. Like the idea of like getting to that goal completely drives you in terms of neuroscience. Like that's, I mean, what's interesting about that is that what you like about it is that dope you're, you're getting the dopamine hits off of just thinking about getting the reward. So like, that's why you get in there every day. Cause like, you're just, that's cause dopamine is like the expectance of reward. So when you're thinking about that goal, that's. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. So the expectance of, yeah, well, there you go. Definitely. Yeah. Like I, and then on, on top of all of this, man, like there's a lot of, like I listen to Kobe, I listen to Marco Jordan, I listen to these mentally unwell people. Like yeah. that's a mentally unwell man. Because normal is not what Jordan did. Normal is not what Kobe did. These people are you know, obsessed. People use this word. You can't be extraordinary with a normal, ordinary mind. You need to be different. Like you know, a lot of guys are like, oh, man, I would love to be Ronnie Coleman. Man, Ronnie, you love being Ronnie Coleman for that one second when he's showing it off. But are you really want to be about that, man? Yeah. These guys going through hell and back working for this you're not about that man you just you want to be Kobe Bryant lifting out the MVP trophy that's what you want to do but are you really about that work the 430 get-ups yeah. everything's frozen your hands are frozen you gotta go put up a thousand shots I don't know man you know mm. I feel like they need to, you gotta put the work in and so when I hear that when I when I hear Kobe I think to myself well Kobe's got everything in life God rest his soul by the way I'm always thinking about it man Love this mentality. So Kobe's got everything. He's got a whole bunch of championships. He's got a mansion. He's got a chopper. He's got Ferraris. He's got, you name it, he's got it. And he's getting up 4.30 in the morning working hard. Yeah. I'm sitting here, but shit, I've got nothing. And I'm sleeping until nine. The hell is wrong with that picture, man? He's got everything and he's getting up working hard. I've got nothing and I ain't working hard. I should be getting up at 1 a.m. to catch yeah. up to Kobe. Yeah. That's kind of the, the, the realization. It's like, I, I, I respect some of these figures in sports so much. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Why am I doing what they're doing? Yeah. I want to love myself as well. It's simple. Like you want to be extraordinary. You got to not do normal things. Kobe's, Kobe's yeah. an incredible inspiration to me. Whenever, whenever I, uh, whenever I like can't finish something, I watch, do you remember that clip of him at the, 
uh, I forget what year of the finals it is, but he's at the post-game conference and he's not smiling. And and they it was yes. like 2-0 in the series. And the reporter's like, why aren't you smiling? He goes, job's not finished. <laughs> like, so like whenever I'm studying, whenever I'm playing soccer, <laughs> I pull up this video of Kobe and goes, job finished? Nope, job's not finished. And you just get at it and you just keep going. It's, and what's also, I think, inspiring it, it, about that. Yeah, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm just going to say, and, and that mentality, man, like, yeah. explains why. Yeah. It explains, I mean, if you have that mentality, man, wow. Yeah. Wow. And the job's never finished. Like, he is the definition of love the process. Like, he'll never get there. Like, he'll always, no. be, he will always be getting up at 4 a.m. Like, once he wins the trophy, yeah. like, he's still doing it. It's like, it's for the thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool. I think also what's inspiring uh, about that is that, like, normal people can also be Kobe Bryant because like, like when you like what he's doing is it's extraordinary, but it's not the, like, what's like, we can be Kobe Bryant because what makes Kobe Kobe is he's putting in work and he's getting better at something and you don't have to be at basketball to do it. Like I can do that in my rugby. You can do that with your lifting. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? Like we're already there. Like we got it. Like there's nothing more to want. You know what I mean? So, he, he went into that filmmaking, you know, that uh, the whole completely different thing. And he was crazy with that as well. Like he just, he just applied that same recipe that had basketball for something else. It was just a different genre. And it was just after that. It's just, I, I mean, I got, I get attracted to that type of living, to that kind of goal orientated job. Like you, you have a job. This is a problem. This is a puzzle. Let's work it out. I love that, man. Absolutely yeah. love that. You know, and then you, of guys who are you know who 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 enjoy the fruits all the time it's like they always want to have luxury they always want to be enjoying things it's like yeah enjoy it a little bit but these guys man like they're just always enjoying it you know uh, there's been so many guys in the nba that i've kind of followed over the years if they had you know kobe's mentality they would have been better they've got better tools mm-hmm. but they just that mentality you know he wants to go to the strip club every single night you know i'll never forget the story from ai man i don't know whether you heard this one man i think um uh i think it was an la game so when when AI was at 76 um they went to the game uh they played i don't know when, and they were, they were going to catch up for dinner afterwards so they went had dinner and they jumped back in the limo and um and the ai was like oh dude let's go to the club let's go to the strip club and whatever and Kobe's like, no, 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 I can't do that. He's like, what are you going to do now? He's like, I'm going back to the gym to put up some shots. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, he's on another level, man. This guy's going to, you you're going to go back to the gym and shoot? He's like, yeah, man, let's go shoot. Like, what the fuck is that? What? Yeah. <laughs> is everything. And he's, he's frothing the mouth of an opportunity for another training session. God damn. And it makes me think, like, think about, like, a guy maybe like Dennis Rodman, who's just, like, a piece of, like, you know, Dennis Rodman. Like, he wasn't doing anything. You know what I mean? It's like, imagine, just, like, imagine anyone. Take anyone with, like, uh, they'd be unbelievable. Same thing. Like, Albert Einstein was squatting. Like, anyone anyone with Kobe's mentality is just going to be. Yeah, man. Just, these people are this. This is what success is, man. It doesn't really matter if it's basketball, football, business. You know, you mentioned investing. I mean, one of the things that I love to think about is 
you know, I talk about looking for patterns in my, in my, in my training log. But I look for patterns in people as well, man. I, I think success, there's a pattern to it, man. There's, there's, there's these common denominators between these people. There's, I think there's a recipe. These people are just, they, they go about life differently. And so Kobe decided basketball was for him. Uh, Bill Gates, you are, these people are different, man. They're, and so for me, I, I kind of study these people and I'm like, you know, my goal is squatting. You know, I don't know why I picked that. That's kind of what my heart fell in love with. Uh, but when I, when I hear Kobe talk, I'm just applying what he's talking about. I'm just imagining the basketball terminology, squatting terminology. He's gone freaking put up shots. Why can't I go and squat the bar? Empty bar. Right. It's not game time. It's not one rep maxes or 80% maxes, whatever. He's just being in the space. Yeah. I, I, you, you know, guys, guys will always argue with me like, oh, there's no rest. Kobe should have rested. Why didn't he rest? Yeah. You know, I, I don't think going to the gym, you need to go, get murdered. You can be just a simple shoot around. Feel the ball. Think about what you just went through. Think about movement. Yeah. That's how I And like learning is straight reps. Like you do it, you do it over and yeah. over again. And it's just reps. Like put in the reps, get feedback. Go back, iterate, change things, get better, and that's an addictive process, and it'll never, it'll never not be like that. Um, <laughs> speaking of these kind of like big things, I want to ask like in the common denominator of success and all these people, what do you? And this is like a funny question. I always love asking you this question. What do you think is like the meaning of life in your opinion? What do you think is like, maybe not even just in general? Like, what do you think? What do you think the meaning of life is? Yeah, that, that's that's a, a deep one, and uh, I often think about it, especially when when you when you see life end. You know, uh, I've spoken about this many many times. Like one one of the best things about my job is not the paychecks, whatever. It's these the challenges you man, it challenges the foundations that you stand on, man. Like when you put a thirty year old in a body bag, you think to yourself, shit, man. Like you drive home that day, you ain't the same, man. Like you, it's a different vibe, different energy about you, and you think about what am I doing here? What what, what do I want to do here? And so for me, I, I think about these things and I'm like, I mean, you can put a religious kind of thing to it. Uh, I, I literally think we're here um, to learn something. I, I believe the soul goes on um, and the body's kind of a vessel. And so I think this, was, this is what drives me to be, good, to be good to people. It's not a race. It's not me against you. You know, it's not. I need to earn more money than you. I need to score more than you. I need to, no, no, man. It's almost like there's a tally between your and my soul or how good we can be. You know, you have a soul, I have a soul. I would love to help your soul to, to, to be, you know, get through life a little bit better. And when you end up doing better in life, you know, you can, you might forget me, but the universe won't forget that I helped you on your way. And so I think this is why we feel so good when we give. So when people message me and they're like, Ivan, man, I've got this problem in my hip. I could easily be like, oh, you do something else, man. Screw him over because I don't want him to get good and, mm -hmm. and possibly better than me. And he might start a YouTube channel and knock me over and get those views. And I just think to myself, I'm going to give you the best I can. I'm going to take what you, you give me, the information. I'm going to try and internalize it and give you the best opinion I, I can. And so then if by chance we get a ride together, You're never going to forget me, man. You're going to be like, damn, motherfucking Ivan, man. He hooked me up. 
And so if you go on and you win a you know, world record-breaking squat, you're never going to forget Ivan, that moment where Ivan pushed in the right direction. Man, I feel like I'm part of that success. And so for me, life, life is about that. Life is just about spreading positivity, man. Um, and so then when you finally go, um, you have that energy, that positivity around you, like you've, your life wasn't wasted. You actually helped somebody get on their way. Because I think take, 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 I don't know, man, like, does not feel good. It doesn't feel good for me. You know, if, if I gave you a Ferrari and a Lamborghini and an Aventador and I sent you into freaking some island with no one around, no internet, no nothing, that thing is just a, it's a metal. bunch of, yeah. you know, if, but if you go your homeboys there and you go your parents there and your, your, your family there, it was like, fucking sick, that's a sick car. Yeah. You take those people out, what is life, man? I think the entire world is people. Like, it's just the people. Yeah. It's all. Like, every, yeah. everything that we think exists is just, like, groups of people doing things. Like, a sports team is just a group of people playing sports. Like, it's not anything more than that. Exactly. I agree completely. Exactly. Um, and I also think, like, yeah, it's – it's. I think it's, like, gratitude as well and just, like, having fun and not taking it seriously and, like – like sharing yeah you're right like i think i think that that give philosophy is so good because you're right because like you 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 get like a little bit of fulfillment out of other people's success is that what you would say because like if you help them like yeah man uh, some some people message me and they're like yvonne man like thanks to this this that video my hip pain's gone and i'm like man just i don't know it just feels good to me i mean this guy's literally having a better existence and because of me because i did something just feels damn good like i, I don't know when, when people rock up to ed I, I don't know it's the simplest freaking task as a nurse you can do it's freezing and, you know it's not canada or anything like that freezing but it's like you know four or five degrees middle of the night it's really cold some guy rocks up he's found in some ditch in water or whatever they retrieved him giving him that warm blanket and, you know, that sensation of warmth hitting him, oh, thank you so much. I, I, I get a high out of that, man. Yeah. I get, yeah, yeah. That's It's so simple. So many other things. But a, a lot of the other things that I do that are medically, people don't even know what I'm doing. But this is just like a ground zero human interaction. He's cold. I've got what he needs. I've given it to him. And he's like, oh, thank you so much for this. And I'm like, I feel good that I've done that to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple. I think, I think it's, it's, it's that simple. Go out there, get better, help people. Um, I'm curious if, if you had like, I think about this a lot cause I'm a young guy and I'm still trying to figure out what exactly I want to do uh, in the world. And there's limited time and there's opportunity cost to things. So it's difficult to like choose and prioritize because I need to make money, but I also yeah. want to have fun and play soccer. Um, yeah. If you had all the money in the world, what do you think, what do you think you would do? All the money and the time in the world. No, maybe not the time, all the money in the world. What do you think you would do? I had no financial responsibilities. I was like, I was emancipated from the financial kind of world. Mm. Paid off kids are taken care of wives, happy. Everything's happy financially. I would just dedicate more and more time into this little project of mine, squatting, man. Honestly, man, I would 
squat twice a day or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. literally just, you know, I would just devote myself to this even more. Um, it would, nothing would make me happier than working this out. This is my little crazy project. Um, and I'm sure doing those night shifts and I'm sure, you know, working, you know, in ED and all that costs me progress. You know, I did a night shift two, two, two nights ago, I think. I think I finished um, and I'm still jet lagged. I'm still feeling not right, you know, and I know the effects. And, you know, I'm supposed to hit five by five tomorrow. I don't feel like I will. You know, I, yesterday I was supposed to hit five by five as well. Just walked in. There's no fire. There's no energy. I'm feeling weird. My hormones are all over the place. Uh, so if I, if I had a lot of money, I wouldn't be doing that. I was probably still nurse because I, I think nursing is, you know, a cool thing, but I wouldn't be doing nights. I'd still come in like, you know, whatever, once a week on a, on a nice shift. Um, but yeah, I would just do what I love to do and I love to squat, man. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's so like unbelievable that you found that because like you're doing the thing that you would do if you had all the money in the world. Yeah. Like, you got it. Like you got there. You found the thing. That's yeah. I'm, I feel the thing. I feel so lucky. You're my best mate. My best man, George, man, he, um, he he's, he's the cameraman a lot of the time. Uh, he's been busy recently, but he, he keeps saying to me, man, I, I just wish I found what you found weightlifting, man. Like, he can he can train with me, although he's not a trainer. He's not a, that kind of guy. Um, we met on a basketball court. He's like, I can train, but, like, I don't have love for this, man. Mm. Like, I, I don't love anything like you love weightlifting. I don't have anything like that. And it's like, that is the biggest problem. Like finding something that just makes you go, I need this. Yeah. It's how I go. I have no idea. It's because I found it damn difficult day one. And I was like, I'm going to work you out. If it takes 50 years, I'm going to work this out. Um, how did you know? Cause like, I feel the same way as George. Like I, I love trying new things. I love getting better. But I feel like I haven't found something that I'm absolutely in love with and I would do if I had all the money in the world. Like, yeah. how did you know that you wanted this? Like, how did you realize, like, like you love basketball and then you found this yeah. and you're like, oh, I love this. I'm going to dedicate my life to this. Was it day yeah. one? Like, oh, this is hard. I'm going to figure this out. I love this. Or was it like gradually? Like, when did you realize like this was the thing? Oh, man. So... I'm a failed athlete. That's what I tell, tell people all the time. My dream was to play in the NBA. Yeah. Um, failed. I failed that dream that didn't come true. And that's basically what kind of uh, – at the age of 20, I gave that up. Uh, basically called the coach one day. I can tell you the story, man. Like, uh, I was playing Division One basketball here in, in the local league. Um, and I was like a bench warmer. But I was actually playing for the reserves for the, for the Division One. And so we're training with the Division One guys. And uh, one day, this dude rocks up called Matt Sutton. I'll never forget him. He played for the professional league. So professional club, Adelaide 36s, the club's called. National League. He was the main point guard for the previous season. Change of coach, change of system. He doesn't get a renewed contract. So he rocks up to his home club, you know, us, to train. You know, so he walks up and I'm like, dude, what the hell are you doing here, man? He's like, yeah, man, I didn't get renewed, blah, blah, blah. And this is this is low money, man. We're not talking millions of dollars like the NBA. This is like 30, 40 grand, you know, contracts. Like, it's nothing. 
And he's like, yeah, man, I had an offer in Singapore or something like that for like 20 grand. He's like, I get more money, you know, being working at the fruit shop down the corner than going over there, displacing my family, all this stuff. So, yeah. so you know, we're in training session, we get going or whatever, and he's killing us, man. This is a professional point guard, six foot six point guard, big guy. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, this guy didn't get a contract? Man, like if, if I had to put myself in 2K and I had to put him in 2K, he's like a 55 in 2K and I'm like a two yeah. overall. Like I don't even exist. This guy's killing us. He's tall. He's making plays, shooting, he's dunking, he's doing all these things. I'm like, I went home that night. And I'm like, this basketball thing, I'm 20, man. This basketball thing's not going to work out. I don't want to be that 26-year-old guy playing for an amateur team. In Adelaide. I want to apply myself to something else in life that I, that I can actually do well in. I've given my whole life to this. It's not going to work. So I gave it up. Final year of nursing, really gave it a good crack. Got good grades, got a job. And then I kind of settled down into the career and whatever. And a few years passed. And I started feeling unfulfilled. Like, this is not me, man. I, I didn't grow up wanting to be a nurse, man. This is just a job to put food on the table. One day I can support a family, but this is not making me tick. So then I was like, oh, I need to get back into fitness and training and whatever and go, go back into the gym and just started messing around. Not that I was ever in the gym, gym. Like I was, went with a mate. He, he was kind of like into bodybuilding and whatever. And, and then I started getting that competitive kind of juices flowing again. I saw a guy in the gym. He's, he's squatting 140. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that dude's strong, man. See another guy. And then, you know, I'm a different environment. Competitive juice starts going. I see these dudes that are 40 years old still breaking records. I'm like, oh, man, there must be a little thing for me here. So then I'm like, I want to beat this guy. I want to be the best guy in this gym in terms of strength. Uh, and that's how it kind of started building. And then I started reading about how to do these things. And it, was, it wasn't like a sudden thing. It was an overall struggle to get stronger, struggle to improve. Uh, and then it just... I just wanted, wanted progress. And then I started hearing about things that were kind of making me think about the basketball days. Strength is a skill. I will never forget when I first read that damn phrase. Strength is a skill. Whoa. So I can apply some of these things that I did in basketball, a thousand free throws on the Wednesday afternoon. I would do a thousand free throws. Just keep shooting. Keep shooting. Strength is a skill. And so then I started thinking, 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 uh, reading. And then I just started falling in love with it. When I started getting better, started working it out, um, it felt good to feel strong, man. Then I started imagining, imagine pulling four plates, four plates, 180 kilos, double my body weight. And so then I started falling in love with that. Um, and eventually, eventually, what it, all the love that I had for basketball, for that NBA edition, I basically, I was a, it was a broken dream, but I picked up that broken glass from that dream and I put it into the 300-kilo squat. So 300-kilo squat in the NBA on par. That's, and nobody can take that away from me, man. Like, that's just me. It's my life goal. Um, I always wanted to be a professional athlete, and right now I'm kind of living that. Yeah. And I'm living love of just – getting paid to train, you know, uh, I thought, wow, how cool is that? Um, you know, I'm still nursing, whatever, 
but I'm dedicating so much time into squatting that I feel like a professional. And that, that, that to me is, it's making me happy. You know, it's not, you know, there was a time I completely gave up watching basketballs because I was so damn sour, man. I was like, man, I can't watch basketball. If I can't be part of it, I can't watch it. Now I'm watching basketball. I'm watching weightlifting. I'm watching, I'm so much happier now, man. That's so That's cool. kind of am around. It's beautifully simple. Like there's something so cool. Like, yeah, like I'm just trying to get a 300 kilo squat and that's what I'm doing yeah. right now. And that's my life. That's so awesome. What would you say to people that are looking for that thing? Like when George asked you, is that his name George? He said like, oh, I wish, I wish I could find the lifting thing that you did. What, what do you, what, what do you say to him? What do you tell him to help him find that thing? Or do you think, do you think it's serendipity or do you think you can go out and find it? It's, it's, there's a billion things to try. So you'll run out of time before you touched everything. Exactly. Um, so what I, what I, what I always say to him and man, is like, you got to close your eyes. You have to talk to yourself. You have to um, work out who you are as a human being. What makes you tick? Uh, for me, man, like I've always said this. I mean, a lot of people have said, you know, stoicism and what, whatever, you know, for me, I always admired a certain type of person, always admired a certain type of guy. And I thought, why don't I be that guy? You know, the guy that somebody walks in the room and they're like, man, that dude, like that guy, Vaughn, man, he, he, he trains hard, you know, simple as that. I want somebody in my life, like my, my wife, she knows I train hard. That makes me happy. It makes me happy that that people know that. You know, I want to be I want to be that guy who 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 is a hard worker. Like that tag makes me feel happy. Yeah. You know, and so what I what I say to him is like, you know, you don't know what your what you can apply your life to. You got to work out what makes you tick. Um, what do you really want out of it? Um, and then just go for that. And you can, this is the thing, you know, it's really hard because I was always a sports person. I always knew sport was my thing. Sport was my thing. I always pride myself being the fittest guy, the strongest guy. Like on a basketball car, I wanted to be the quickest guy. And so when I go into the gym, I'm like, I want to be the strongest guy here. So it was kind of like a simple thing. Uh, for George, you know, there's a few things that he could do. Uh, but it's hard, you know, only he will know the answer to that, yeah. how to go about it. Um, but once you find it, man, you will know. Once you find it, you will know. It's just a matter of um, thinking about how you want to live your life. Basically, what I say to people, what I say to him all the time is, who do you admire the most? Who is your, who would you want to be the most? You know, uh, I love Kobe. Well, I love, love Michael Jordan when he's like, you know, working hard. I want to be the hardest work physically. I want to be the physical specimen. You know, George George is more cerebral than me. He's a more intelligent guy than me. You know, he's got a doctorate in finance and whatever. And, you know, so he's, he's not so focused on physicality like me. I always played sports. That was my thing. Um, I want to be strong. I want people, I, I want to be strong. That's my thing. Yeah. I want to be strong in body weight. It's cool to me, you know. Um, he might 
want to make a lot of money. Business, start a business. Make an empire. My 300 squad is your, you, you own 14 McDonald's. I don't know. Like, yeah. You're 14 McDonald's in, in, in Australia. Stack your chips, whatever. Yeah. To me, that doesn't, to me, money and all that doesn't excite me, man. Like, I would much, much rather be the 300 kilo squad guy than have a million bucks. I know that sounds crazy. That is so cool, though. That is so cool that you want at more than a million dollars. Like, that's what people want. People don't want money. They want to have something they care about more than money. And that's awesome yeah. that, that you found that. That's incredible. Like, to, me, to me, it's like squatting or, or, or these kind of physical things. Bill Gates can't buy my squat. No. He's going to have to put the same amount of time as me. That makes me feel good that these rich people can't get what I've got. Yeah. That is so good to me, man, because it's like a different currency. Now we're talking about a different currency. Love that. It makes me feel on par with everyone. You know, again, it's not Bill Gates has a trillion dollars and Ivana has $50,000. So he's a lot better than me. I, I don't want to feel like that. I've got a bigger squad, bro. So there. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's true though. Like, like it's something that you can't buy. You want something that you cannot buy. You just, exactly. You have to... The cost is dedication and years of yeah. work. That's super, that's super, super, super interesting. Um, so you, so you, I, you're a sports guy. So am I like the whole life. I just love playing sports. So I do also. Yeah. 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 And I've always been a team sports guy. And I mean, I'm assuming you were, when growing up, you played basketball, right? So saying, I mean, I played soccer, but it's same thing. Um, well, soccer and basketball, like my two favorite sports. Yeah. Um, follow soccer closely. So I, yeah. I know the love you got for soccer as well. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing, right? And then you switch to lifting and it's a solo sport, which is yeah. different. What is, I don't want to, I'm not sure how to phrase this, but like, what do you like better about it being a solo venture? Because like, I've never had that. What it, like, what, mm. what, Actually, what is different about a solo sport? Because it's a different beast it is it is it is actually it's funny you say that because i literally the topic for today's video is literally that uh it's just really really cool um what, what i what i what i said in the video man is is there's something so freaking refreshing about me going into the garage and having that autonomy man it's that word autonomy so i get in there and i can do whatever i want to do Whatever I want to do, whatever my mind is, thinks the best course of action, do that. And the results are solely your responsibility. To me, that is so refreshing because I, I can't get there anywhere else in life. This house, the furniture, the kids, the cars we drive, me and my wife have to agree upon this. And it's give and take. I like something, you know, so we kind of come to some sort of compromise. When I go to work, Protocols for everything. If I step out of the boundary and I get something wrong, I'm gone. When I go drive a car, I can't do 300 kilos down the, uh, 300 <laughs> kilometers an hour down the road. I got to follow a rule there. Rules everywhere. When I go into the gym, I run this show. It's me and my mind. It's me and my intelligence. It's me fully running this show. 
And that autonomy is so refreshing. You know, I said to the guys at work a few weeks ago, we were talking about this and we were talking about like efficiency of staff. Some people rock up, man. They, they're, they're so lazy. They don't, they're not productive. They've completely given up on, on the career of nursing or medicine. They're just sitting around not doing anything. They pick up one patient for the whole shift and they just they act like it's really difficult, but it's not. They're just over it. And here I am, you know, running around, we're working real hard, doing all these different things. We all get the same money, right? The nurse, same experienced nurse years, gets the same money. The guy, the doctor, he gets the same money as the next guy, whatever. And we get paid out. But the productivity is different. Right. That, that annoys me, man. I'm better than you, man. Why are you getting the same cash as me? Yeah. That annoys me. It's like the result can't be the same for the amount of work we put in. You know, it can't be the same, but it is because that's the hierarchy of this place. When I go to the gym, it's like, oh, man, it's so refreshing, man. It's so refreshing because I know what I put in is what I'm going to get out. If I don't put anything in, I ain't going to get anything. That's, that's the thing that I love about individual sports. Um, so much, like, I wouldn't say individual, like, you know, tennis is individual, but you're relying on the other guy. And there's all these different other variables. But for weightlifting, it's literally gravity is always the same. You know, and so it's fixed. It's fixed. It's just you versus you, literally. You versus that voice in your head, uh, your thoughts, and it's just something so refreshing about that. It's just you in the. It's just you in the bar, and it's like simple. I completely get that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's cathartic in a way. It's, it's yeah. interesting how you find freedom under the bar. I feel like what. Uh, any task we undergo, I feel like human beings are looking for freedom to be creative. Like, would you say you find creativity in squatting in a weird way? Yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the big driving, big driving factors. This idea that I'm playing in this playground, I'm working out, and I'm, I come across something that's really incredible. And it's going to be my take. You know how we, we they talk about Shaco and Smolov and uh, five three one Jim Wendler, all these names that are in the game of, of strength sports, strength, uh, you know, weightlifting, all these wonderful big names. Um, how cool would it be if Ivan Juric is a known name as well? Yeah. And that artistic, I can come up with something here. If I, if I give 30, 40 years into this, man, I might come away with something that I might uncover something, you know, and, and I think the people that uncover different things, yes, some people get lucky, but most of the time it's people that have given the whole freaking life into something, man. you know, they know the ins and the outs, man. You know, Einstein said it best, man. He said, the field of mathematics is so vast. It's, it's impossible to know everything. You've got to pick something very specific and spend a lifetime in that. And then you might know something about that. But to know everything in physics and maths, it's too much knowledge, not enough lifetime for you to do that. So, you know, dedicating yourself to something you love your whole life. And maybe when Ivan's 60 years old, you know, I might have my son, I don't know, after my 20 years, 30 years of training, my son's going to get those effects. And maybe he, when he's 50 years old, He's going to come up with something that's going to send maybe his son to the gold Olympics and they're going to interview his son. And he's going to be like, man, 
how did you do this? And he's like, well, it started off my grandfather, man. He squatted every day for 2,000 days. Yeah. <laughs> how sick is that, man? It's like, yeah. like my, my son has been literally when he was like two weeks old or like seven days old, he was hearing the sounds of me squatting. You know, I took him out, put him in the pram. Um, and I was squatting. He was there. He was just listening to the sounds, you know, from the get-go, man. He was listening to the sounds of plates loading and the chalk and all of these stimuli he was getting it from basically from as soon as he came into the world um uh, to me that's that's the artistic flavor that you can impact status quo you can impact the current knowledge it's like doing a phd you know you need to add something to the field of this knowledge the the ability the, the chance of me be able to kind of contribute that's cool man like how cool is that yeah that's that's what a cool little story you have dude it's it's really unbelievable. I have a couple like, uh, like rapid fire, small questions. Um, yes. like funny things. I think I want to add in there. What is, mm-hmm. so, I mean, we talk about Kobe, but I'm just curious is, is who is your biggest inspiration? Like, is it Kobe straight up or like, who do you, who do you look at? And you're like, that's the guy that or girl or whoever it is got just like, you know, when, when we were kids, us three mates uh, grew up together. Michael Jordan was God. Mm. He was, I mean, we played basketball. We loved everything about him, his mentality. Maybe that's where the whole mentality thing came through because he was also mentally unwell as well. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was obsessive. <laughs> yeah. So I think Michael Jordan will probably have to take, he's, he's, he was the most coolest thing ever I've ever seen. I grew up on, on just, He's anus. He, he was the coolest. Do you think that that sheer obsessiveness, like Michael Jordan was a man like possessed, right? Like he wanted a thing. He was going to get that. Do you think, do you think that sort of obsession with a goal is a good thing or should a goal be fluid? Like is, is obsession with a certain thing, Mm. focus is that the ideal way to approach the whole thing or do you think that it's better to Mm -hmm. be adaptable like you said yeah uh that's hard you know uh because obsession you know you know it's like an absolute kind of term no matter what this is it yeah um like me in my life, man, my, my wife and my kids mean a lot more to me than squatting, right. you know. So, you know, there's it's not squatting or die. It's not like that. Right, right, right. It's just like things that I have to take care of. And then in my free time, like my time, this is what I choose to do. Um, so I don't think obsession is the right word. Uh, but, you know, dedication um, you need to be adaptable. Like, uh, uh, you know, I always, always go back to the same thing. You can't just be so rigid in thinking mm. uh, because, you know, I wouldn't give up my kids for the goal. You know, I wouldn't, you know, it was where, where, where Michael Jordan, I guess, I don't know, he was pretty crazy, man. Um, but I, I'm sure even he has ranks and I don't think basketball is number one for him. Um, yeah, I, I don't think obsession is the right word. But uh, there's definitely a fire within me, but the fire is not 
you know, it's not as great as I have fire for something else, right. you know? Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I think it differs between people like you and people. I think people like Michael Jordan were just, they wanted it so badly. And it's the same yeah. thing, but like, you want it for the process, I think, is the difference. Yeah. You, you want, yeah. you don't want the 300 kilo. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but you don't want the 300 kilo squat. You want the, the years that it took to get to that 300 kilo squat. Yeah. If, if I was crazy, crazy, crazy about just that number, yeah. you know, I'd be like, screw health, man. Let me just jump on some steroids and yeah, I'll take two years time. I'll have 300 kilos. For me, that that's not a thing, man. Like, I, I wouldn't feel good about that. Yeah. For me, like, I want to get to that goal my way. That's the bold letters, man. It's not so much about the, you know, I don't want to give up my health for some stupid number. It's not about that. That's kind of how I, how I view it. Um, it's the process, like you said. That's what I love about it the most. I agree, man. Um, on a kind of like a funny note, what are your like? Uh, are there any like books or movies that have inspired you? Um, maybe as a kid, you watched. You're like, like a story mm. character. Has been like oh maybe like a, a game or I don't know like something like that where you're like that kind of like is stands out to you and that drove you as a kid and drives you now and it's just something that you remember um something that impacted you a lot is there like a book or a movie or a video game that you can think of that was just like oh video game I was a big gamer man as a kid big big gamer I didn't play old games. You know, me and my brother played a lot of FIFA, a lot, a lot of FIFA. And then kind of when I when I was getting to my own, I uh, started playing, I don't know, a game like Elder Scrolls. I don't know whether you're familiar with them. Yeah. Uh, more Oblivion, Skyrim, uh, all those games. Spent thousands of hours in those games, man. Um, and I loved, like, character progression. This is, you know, I guess there's more and more commonalities here. I love, I love building a character. I love, this is the thing, this is how I think about it. It's like, you know, start a game, you're level one, you're pretty shit at everything and you spend a whole lot of time and all of a sudden you're level 50 and you're like really, really strong. That's how I view training, literally from a game perspective, man. It's like every single time you go into the squat rack, you gain EXP points. That's it, man. So, I just want to up my stats, man. <laughs> like, yeah. and if I don't play, you up your stats. So the whole scarring kind of video game series, um, that had a lot to do. And also with FIFA, man, I remember playing career mode. You start off with the worst team in the video game, like fifth division, like EPL, like Shrewsbury Town or, or Accrington City or whatever. You get those guys, you started like, you got nothing, man. And then you start scouting and you, you find a guy with high potential, yeah. And you're there like, training him, training him, training him. Like, I love seeing those stats go up, plus one, plus one. So cool, man. So that that kind of, that whole thing impacted me. And that's how I think about it. Like, when I go to 200 for five, five sets of five, I'm like, man, my stats are going up. Yeah, yeah, Like, you hit division one, you're like, we're here. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> no, I think uh, there's this really great quote I heard. And I've been thinking about it a lot recently. It's the most successful people in the world see life as a video game, not a movie. Because there's something to be said about 
what's interesting about this life is it is a game like it's an open-ended game but it's the best game that you I you could ever possibly hope for like that's what's so cool about being a human being is that yeah we are just put into this world and we get to play this wildly fun game so I think that um approaching it as a video game is the way to go because that's what makes it fun I think that like the progression is what's so like addictive about the FIFA. I played FIFA too. It's just like, that's, what's fun about it. It's like being the worst team, climbing the ranks. It's just the best, man. That is, that is so cool. Um, so addictive that the whole, the whole thing about just improvement. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love it. I mean, this is the thing like self-improvement is so cool. Like I just, I just want to move forward, improve like psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, something so cool about that. I don't know. Just up your stat. I don't fun. know. You, you, you just get to watch yourself get better. Like who, like why, who would want to like sit around and like not go anywhere and not do anything and like just exist like that. I feel like that's like, I feel like the purpose of life is to like you know, push yourself and like push your limits. And Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Mark Bell, um, he's got a, a, a quote, I forget the quote, but it basically it's, it, it, it kind of rings along these lines. Um, I think he just says, like, fuck being normal. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff, but it's basically just fuck being normal. You know, you don't want to be in that bell curve, man. Like, you don't want to be in that first standard deviation. Like, I don't know, man. Like, there needs to be something about you that's different. You know, obviously you can't be completely in every single aspect different, but I always say, man, like pick something in life. It could be like working with Timber, like whoever built this house 70 years ago, whatever, you know, I'd like to think that the guy who built it was like obsessed with woodwork. You know, I always say to people all the time, I don't care what you choose in life. If you are passionate about it, I'm, I can listen to you talk about it. I don't know anything about woodwork, man, right? But if you are a gun at woodwork and you love it and I can see you've made the shit out of that chair, I can listen to that, man. Like, because once again, it's, it's that mentality. I think that the way what you're describing is art. So like the, the you'd like to think that the guy who made that woodwork wasn't a fucking slave or something that just like had to do nine to five. Okay, I'm about to build this house. I'm going to get the money. It's cooler to think about it, and it's more like inspiring to think about it. It's like he was an artist. Like this is art. Like I made this wood because it meant something to me, and it, it like whatever I designed, designed me back. It, it was art. I think that your squatting is art. I think we're. I think that it's because that's what you're doing. You're like perfecting it. You're sculpting like a sculpture, and you're like you have this. Yeah. It's a block, and you're like shaving it off, and you're making this super cool sculpture. It's art. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. how I think about it. Art is, it's cool, man. Like, I don't know, the first time we saw LeBron James, it's like, holy, like, this guy's completely different to everything we've ever seen. Yeah. So different. How is he going to be in these, all these different scenarios that we're running in our head? You know, being different is, is, is cool. So pick whatever you want to be. Like, I always say to people, man, like, we're all, let's say, we're all do jobs. We're all kind of normal. We have kids and homes and whatever. But the guy across the street knows that Ivan is going to open his garage every single day and he's going to be squatting. So the thing that sticks out to him about me is that this dude's squatting all the time. It's, I'm always freaking squatting. 
So yeah. he, you know, so he's sitting around and whatever, and somebody says something about the gym, and he's going to think about me. There's a guy down the street that's just always squatting. He's always squatting. And I might not be the best squatter in the world, but I think that's a really cool tag for me to know that somebody out there is, is thinking about me, the guy who's always doing squats. That's enough for me, man. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to be the best in the world. Like, you know, there's, the, the whole world's tainted in many different ways. There's all, all these different things going on, but there's something about the story. You know, it's not the ending. It's the story, man. This dude is just at it all the time. And he makes me happy. And the fact that you kind of, man, so many people like, I can't believe now that I sit here and talk about it. So many people have heard about me. Yeah. That to me is insane. So these, the, all of these people are like, oh, Ivan, they got squats every day. They don't know anything else about me. They just know squat every day. I'm like, that's, I'm proud of that. Man. Like if, if, if I started a YouTube channel about FIFA and I was like top 10 in FIFA, I don't think I'll be happy for that. Hmm. It just, doesn't make me happy to think the whole world knows Yvonne is, is, is a FIFA player. It doesn't make me happy. So that's not my thing. I'm happy that everyone knows I'm squatting. That's kind of my image. And, I, and, and for me, it's not about how many numbers I squat. It's just all these other things, the story. That's, that's what makes it really, really cool. And so, you know, when, when my kids grow up and they have kids and whatever, and down the line, people are going to know, man, that there was a guy that, he fell in love with something yeah. and he gave it a whole fucking crack. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. He gave it all he had. He's not the best, but man, he died on that damn court, man. He died on that bar, man. Respect. That's all I want. So when we're watching sports, man, and you know, guys are losing. Your favorite player's losing. I can take that. If I know he's given his all, he's done everything. He's done everything he could. He lost. Yeah. My love still there, man. But when people don't give it a, like they're all, then I start feeling annoyed. Regret. You might not love it as much as I. It's regret minimization. Like it's a win-win if you give every ounce because no matter what, if you die, it's like who fucking cares? Like I don't care. Exactly. Like I exactly did everything. Like that's who cares? Like I did it. It's a story. You're right. That's right. Yeah. Yvonne, uh, it's been fucking great talking to you. I really, really appreciate you coming. Uh, I, know, I know you value your time. I remember you made this one video, like I want time, not money. And it's, uh, I feel the same yeah. way. Um, your suit. I mean, we talk about Kobe. Like, I think it's wild that you made this YouTube channel. You are really, you are a big inspiration for me. I've been watching you for like, you got me into lifting. Like I was, I was a small kid and I, I started squatting because of you. And I think that's super cool. I think that, I think it's awesome that you found like a legacy that you're going to have. Um, yeah. This has been a lot of fun, man. I hope, I hope that we connect again. It's, it's, I, I'm sorry I have to leave. It's like 4 a.m. where I am because of like the, uh, oh. yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, no, you're totally good. It's been so fun. I'm, I, I'm a college kid. I stay up late every day. This is my bedtime. But, uh, yeah, man, it's what, like how, I think it's the coolest thing about this YouTube channel and I'm doing my own YouTube. I'm trying to make stuff like that now too. Cause it's like, you can share your journey. Like, I think that's so awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just like, before, you know, like, what is like, like just for like the, whatever, I, I don't know how I'm going to like 
format this whatever i'm making but like what is like the one piece of advice a lot of like i'm making this for like younger whatever i'm making i'm making it like the piece i'm think making is for like younger kids like people my age um yeah yeah what is like the one like piece of advice you'd give them like i know it's i know it's a big ask but like if if a kid came up to me kid, kid came up to you he's like like i just need one thing to like get me going like like get me through the hard days get me school like doing it every day like you do what what is what is like the nugget that you give young kids out there? Uh, for people that are in my life and know me privately, uh, they will know this off by heart, man. Like this, this is who I am really. Find out what you, what you have in your heart and then run after it. That is literally the goal of life. Don't let anyone else tell you what's what oh, it's too late to make a YouTube channel. There's millions of YouTube channels. Probably the week after that, I'll have 100,000 subscribers. This shouldn't be it. You shouldn't be talking to me, man. Like, yeah, the biggest thing, the biggest enemy that we all have is ourselves, the thoughts. That's where the enemy is. All of the answers to the universe are within us. There's something really cool about like microscoping into the eye it's kind of looking like into the universe it's like a really cool picture i saw somewhere it's like the answers are within it's not in the ferrari it's not in the next girl it's not into all these external things that we as young people think the answers are within man honestly it took some really drastic things for me to kind of finally have the balls to make a YouTube channel and start talking. He, was, he basically took the death of my father-in-law. I went to the funeral. He was the first guy that we really lost as a family in, in Australia. I lost a whole bunch of people overseas in Yugoslavia throughout the civil war. But seeing his name on that stone, the grave, man, that shook the hell out of me, man. I, I was like, who am I scared of? Like, and then I started imagining my name on that tombstone and i was like time is running out man i have no time for external crap so look inside find out who you are find out what you want to do and keep you can do all of this by closing your eyes and then open your eyes and get after it that's what's going to make you happy i am a hard on your sleeve type of guy i'm a gut feeling guy i know all this information and you know can kind of murk the water but the answers are within so i will always say to everyone man it's hard as a kid man because there's so many different things you want to do man you also have flesh you know like you have your needs of the flesh but the soul has the answers man that's it's deep as hell and doesn't really point to anywhere this is what i say to people about the squad every day it's not a program it's a philosophy that's it there's, there's I, i'm not going to give you sets and reps man I want you to understand the philosophy of this. And then you can respond to the, your own questions. Oh, my hip hurts. How many sets of reps should I do? There's no answer to that. You have the philosophy. You can react. It's kind of like that thing. People say, teach a man how to fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And eat. Teach a man to fish or eat for the rest of his life. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. It's that's, just, that's And it applies to everything. I think that. Don't just squat every day. Show up and 
be a good person every day and show up and if give it your all in school every day show up and work hard every day you're right it's a fly it's more than squat every day it's it's show up every day of life don't like half-ass it because you're gonna die exactly. i have the same thing like i i run i run past uh every day it's kind of funny i, I every day i run past the cemetery and i'm like oh dude like you know what i mean like <laughs> it's coming and oh dude I, I i said to a lot of people around me as well like they all think i'm weird um but to me there's not there's no better motivator in life than thinking about my demise thinking about my death it's not a very popular thing to think about people don't do that uh but to me it's like yeah you can you can sit here do jack shit for the next five days you're not gonna get that shit back man yeah it, people don't understand the immense value of it it's unbelievable <laughs> and it's so fleeting and it's so cool oh. it's like we're gonna die like how are you guys not thinking about that <laughs> like you don't get it like you don't get not even that like like I think about the fact, like what drives me athletically is like I got ten years left of peak yeah. physical ability. It's going, yeah. like, it's slipping. Like, th- like I'm 19 and I already feel like I'm already losing it all. You know what I mean? It's like, got it. Got I, I have this anxiety about me. You know, people are like, what makes you? Man, I'm anxious as shit, man. I gotta yeah. get going. <laughs> yeah, it's running out. Like time's running out. Like we gotta go. Like, you know what I mean? There's no time to like worry about dumb shit. It's like get up, get going. Like. What do you guys want? Like, people tell me all the time, like, you know, like colleagues at work, they're like, oh, you know, how do you make these videos, man? Don't you care about what people say? What, what if somebody says you're, you're ugly or you're shit or you're stupid? Man, I've got no time for that <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> I, like, telling me I worry about that, I go, I got to work out how to squat, man. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't have time, time for positivity because I feel like these people are pushing me ahead into the right direction. If somebody's giving me noise, man, get the hell out of here, man. Whatever. I'm too busy up here, man. (laughs) You don't have time for it. There's a limited amount of resources. There's a limited amount of time. There's opportunity cost everything. And that's why, like, just choosing something and going with it is the move and not, like, thinking about it. And just, I think it's that's it. It's just simple. I think it's it's a great, I think you got a, a beautiful, like, a really cool philosophy. I think that. It's something that will impact people past your death, man. I think it's really, really cool. And I, you know, it's, it's a cool thought. It's a cool thought. And, you know, what you said moments ago about me inspiring you, uh, a lot of people say this to me nowadays, man, and never gets old to me, man. Like, never gets old to you. I've inspired somebody like it. I can't, like, I, you know, I'm a slow in the uptake. I remember when my son was born, I was sitting in the hospital, like, crying my eyeballs out, like, the hell just happened, man. And it took me like six to nine months. Like, I'm, I'm still trying to like settle in. I've got a kid now, man. What the hell happened, man? You know, so this YouTube channel, like it hasn't sunk in. Like people are messaging me every day. I'm like, dude, you've inspired me to get off my ass and do things. I'm like, me? Yeah. Like, unreal, man. Like, and so when I hear this stuff, I'm like, wow, man. Wow. What we live in that you can, that we can like sit here. You're in Australia and I'm in the United States and we can sit here and like talk about that things. It's unbelievable. Like the, the amount of cool shit we can, you can share like this, yeah. this like you can reach a hundred thousand people with your journey. I think that everyone, I mean, I don't want to say you inspired me to start YouTube, but like, it's cool to like say that like share your journey. Cause like thousands of people can watch you like, yeah, man, do your thing. Yeah. 
that's it. And, you know, the, the biggest thing about it all is, so I heard somebody say this the other day and I was like, man, that's so true. It's like when it comes to, uh, like when you work in a professional environment, like you can just go about your business and do whatever you, you're getting an hourly rate. But when you are making videos on camera, you can't bullshit people, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what it is about human to human interaction, like the real stuff. Like you can see when somebody's talking shit. And so when you're not talking shit, when you're being your genuine self, even if it's, you know, negative, like you're struggling or whatever, ups and, and the downs, if you're being real, people like real people, man. So it does not matter what it, what the content is. Like, dude, my videos are raw as shit. Like, I'm not very good at editing at all. I'm literally a raw on the camera, and people are like, here is a guy being is being honest about his shit. So that's it's like if you're gonna start a YouTube channel, I would just say, man, just have the courage to even show the bad days, yeah. and and people. Because people want to relate. Because this idea of every day, fucking Ferrari's cheeks. It's not like that, man. Life's not like that, man. Like 99% of life is just shit. You're just doing things for the sake of doing it. Only a small portion is like real joy. You know, yeah. so when people upload every day, oh, you know, the best ever in the world, man. I'm the best. The best toaster, the best car, the best carpet, the best TV, or the best girlfriend. Shut the hell up. Yeah. Don't exist, man. But you know they portray this idea. It's like it's making everyone feel depressed. So that's yeah. why I'm not gonna watch you, man. Feel depressed because my life ain't like that. I, I you're completely right. I think that people watch unreal. They're it's movies. It's fucking fake shit. Like it's not <laughs> real. Like it's a movie. Like, it's it's not real. I think that that's you're right. It's completely refreshing. And it's like there, you have to come to like acceptance with that. That like the beauty of life is in it's like raw, like gritty. Like, this is what it is. Like, we get up every day, we go at it. And, like, that's what's yeah. like, that's what life is. Like, that's the game we're playing. And it's like, that's awesome. I think it's a good thing. Cause, like, if it wasn't, if it weren't hard, like, if you weren't, if you weren't getting through those bad days under the bar, like, the 300 kilo squad isn't gonna feel the same. That, like, the bad days are the paradoxically the best part because it gives it the value. Exactly. You know I mean? And it's the same thing about life. It's the same thing about life. That's why I think you're right. Scott, every day is a philosophy because like if there weren't bad days in life, the last moments on your deathbed wouldn't feel worth it because it's like every day was good. There's no relativity. Everything was boring. Spot on. And, and this is how you embrace the shit days, man. It's, you know, the, people say embrace the suck. The suck is much as part of the story as, as, as the good day, man. You need that. It, it's How do you know what's good if you don't know what bad is? Yeah. There's no relativity. There's no def. There is no good and bad without bad. You need bad. Exactly. Good. And it's like exactly. <laughs> it's exactly that. You need you need bad to have good. So appreciate the bad, and enjoy the like pre the good day. What is it like? The bad days make the good days feel good, or something like that. You know, so <laughs> enjoy the good days, but like enjoy the bad days too because that's that's the journey. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you one quote that's been in my mind for such a long ever since I heard it I, I think it's the most brilliant quote ever and I, I can never under, recite it properly you probably have heard of it it's that quote that, that talks about generational shifts so it's, it goes something along the lines of uh, strong men make easy times mm. easy times make weak men or something like that it's, 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 like a it's, it's hard uh, it's it's yes. Hard times make strong men. 
strong men make good times. Good times make weak men. Weak men make hard times. Hard times make strong men. It's like, yeah. So that quote to me justifies the struggle. You need the hard times if you want to be a strong man. Because if you you get, you know, another another thing that um, I think uh, Floyd Mayweather said this, it's really, really hard to get up and run four o'clock in the morning when you're sleeping in silk bed. It's really hard, man. It's a comfortable thing, man. You, you, you're asking me to go run my, my cold? But Mike Tyson, you know, sleeping in some freaking dungeon joint, it's like whether I'm <laughs> sleeping next to the rats over here or like dying of training here, it's like much yeah. of the mushrooms, yeah. you know? So hard times, man. It, it's weird, man. But like everything that you do in life, if you think to yourself, this is really special. This is really comfortable. This is amazing. You're not getting stronger by doing that. No. And so this motivates me. When I wake up 4.30 in the morning, I'm like, well, this is unpleasant. It's windy as hell. It's cold. My joints, I haven't eaten. Everything's frozen. We're doing Hard times. So, so this is super interesting to me because, because you said that when I asked you earlier, you said, why, why do you like the bad days? You like the bad days, right? The best people in the world Figure out a way to associate the hardest moments because they feel the growth. Like, like I'm sure like when you are, when you're doing, when you're going through the rough day of squatting, you know, the growth is coming because if you're not, if there's no, it's like, it's just like building a muscle. Like you build a muscle by damaging the muscle and then building it back up. So it's like the point of growth is is the pushing the comfort zone, the, the discomfort, like the pain. So the best people in the world, the most successful, they, they love the pain because in that like pain and that pushing their comfort zone, they feel the growth. Like you feel, yes. you get a dopamine hit from the pain. It's really, really weird, but it's an interesting like thing. It's like, if you can, if you can love that pain, you're like, what's going to stop you? Like literally nothing. Hey, pure ecstasy to me, man. I, you know, I said to a lot of people that have asked me these questions, I, I say to them, man, I feel crap. I go in, have a crap session. It's hard. It's rough. And after I leave, every single time I feel better than I came in. I know that I'm going to feel good after all this crap. On the worst days, I know I'm going to feel good, better than I walked in. Why not do it, man? Just... It's, it's, it's like we said, man, without, without the bad, you don't know what good is, man. Like it's, it's, and it's so uplifting. I go to work, man. I've just been through this like five by five, a 180 at five o'clock in the morning, man. People, people just woke up. People are walking up. They're like sleeping their eyes and stuff. Like, oh, who's this patient? I'm there like, man, I've just had five by five, a 180. I've had a cold shower. It's like six. I've had a cold shower. I'm, I'm, I feel like a warrior here. I feel like we'd like kill people around here, man. Guys are still sleeping, man. Yeah, you know, I'm so man. I'm like, I've lived already. <laughs> no, literally, like that's that's such an addictive feeling. Like people think it's hard, but it's like no, like it's it's pleasurable. Like it's so cool that like every day you can wake up and go to sleep better than you woke up. That's nuts. Oh. That's nuts. Like you can you can every day is like just like it's a squat every day philosophy. It's like every day you can wake up and if you squat, you, yeah. You do it every day because every day you go to bed now, yeah, you're hitting the sack. You're hitting the. You're going to bed better than you 
did when you woke up. Yeah, man. It's cyclical and it's an unbelievable philosophy. It's so good. But this is this is what this is how like 800 days came around. Like this is the thing people think like, oh Ivan, you must be getting tired. It's a, it's a, it's it's different. It's, I'm not I'm not. It's not a fuel that I'm using. Like I'm growing. This is yeah. I'm getting weaker as I go along. I'm getting stronger. This momentum. It's it's my life now. It's it, I don't feel sad about it. I feel strong, proud, happy. Look at this man. Like in my life resume. Oh, nursing, bachelor of nursing, specializing in emergency. I played Division One basketball. Screw all that. Eight hundred days of squat every day. Top of the list. Yeah. That's my pride. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're right. Who gives a shit about like the resumes? Like it's at the end of the, like, that's why I think it's so important to think about. I, I consider myself a very deep thinker. And I think I can say the same thing about you. You got to think about death and you got to think about these big things. It's hard to think about, but it simplifies things because when you aren't thinking about death, you're thinking about your resume. Like who gives a shit about your resume? What I'm thinking about, I mean, what I try to think about is like, it's very simple game. Like I'm going to be dead the resume is not a real thing. Like it's going to yeah. be gone. Like the only right. thing that's going to be here is like the things I actually did. Not like the, the, the degree is not a real like, and, and it depends. Like if, if you put in an amount, amazing amount of work for your degree and you were dedicated it and it meant something to you, then it's real. But like the only things that are real are the hard things that you went through. Like I, I read yeah. this thing. It's like our life's resume is equivalent to the amount of like, suffering that we went through to achieve a goal or something like that it's like everything that you look back on your life it's like that you're proud of it's like i went through hard work and to get to that everything yeah everything that you're proud of it's like you you earned that's you know when if somebody gives you success say you know your dad's a a really really rich man and gives you a ferrari that ferrari is like a car for you but for somebody that's earned it from whatever means grew his business went to education like did all these different things that ferrari that same ferrari means something is that emotional connection it, it, it's it's a different thing why people don't respect certain things because they didn't necessarily work for it you know if, if you if you it's the is the blood sweat and tears that's what gives you that connection yeah i agree with that completely and it's something i see because like my parents I'm I'm an Indian kid living in America. So you see with the immigrants a lot is like, they have just like this massive respect for very simple things because everything they have, they earned. Like it's rock bottom. You know what I mean? Like this, the entire, like, I think it's an unbelievable, like, I think the immigrant like way of life is really, really a great way of approaching things because like everything you earn is from zero. Like everything. Yeah. everything you built you just have like a massive gratitude and respect for it because it's yours like you created it out of nothing i think that it's a great mindset to take to everything like squatting it's like you built that squat out of nothing like you were you were at rock bottom so when you when you hit 300 kilos you made that it's like writing a book and like holding it in your hand that's that's the goal that everyone's looking for i think it's all uh, uh, love that love yeah. that that that's it's the hardship, basically. It's all interconnected. All right, Yvonne. Yeah. This has been so fun, man. Uh, I will, I'll, I'll update you with whatever I'm doing. I'll send you some DMs on Instagram. Um, yeah, yeah. I love to stay in touch. Obviously, I'll be watching your videos every now and then. Um, I, I'm sure you'll be squatting every day still. So 
No, I'll keep going at it every day still too, man. Like I'm still looking for my thing, but I think uh Yeah. I trust time and process. So just develop it. develop that uh those ingredients. It doesn't really matter what the application is. Mm. Develop the core values of hard work, the mentality, and eventually a door is gonna open, you're gonna fall in love with something. But you can start working on the groundwork. The foundation is similar. It doesn't really matter if we're talking about Bill Gates, Michael Jordan, or whatever. We, you know, the foundation of success is the same. Hard work, dedication, persistence. Start getting those habits in place, and eventually you will you will find something that's going to take your eye, and then you can just yeah. vision on that. Because once, be once you find it, then like you already have the habits built, where it's just like all the pieces are in place at that point. It's just then it's just a matter. Yep. All right. Just a matter. Yeah. Just a matter. Man, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, yeah, like I said, we'll stay in touch. Absolutely, man. Appreciate it. Whatever you end up doing this, like if you're, I don't know what sort of like YouTube you're doing, but, you know, feel free to upload whatever you want out of this or, you know, whatever you want to do, man. Like it's it's yeah. it's entirely up. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, I will. I think, yeah, I think it's a it's an interesting journey because you have to stay consistent. It's the same thing. So I'd love to. You end up starting a YouTube channel, man. Whatever, whatever the topic is, yeah. let me know, man. I, I already have one. Take- yeah, yeah. So like, I have one. It's my name. Um, uh huh. It's like my philosophy is just like, do like I'm into a lot of different things, like mountain biking, soccer, basketball. Yeah. yeah. I, so like, what I did is I recorded my friends playing basketball, and it's like we made a score. Yeah, no. And it's like that's how I'm approaching. It's like. I've always loved making videos. Like I literally, like I, I'm not like trying to sell out and be YouTubers. Like I've always loved making yeah. videos. So it's like, yeah. It's well, it. you, you, I don't know, man. You know, your your nice personality, very very easygoing, and, and you know, well, you and I just met, and we're having a really nice conversation. So yeah. maybe this is a maybe interview some people from soccer or, or, or yeah. basketball or what you're into. You know, reach out to people like this. I'm sure there's going to be nice people out there as well. that are happy to, yeah. You know. Yeah. That'll be really cool. Maybe the next Joe Rogan, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Maybe every day. Podcast every day. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, okay. I definitely will uh, update you with what I do. It's it's a really exciting time in my life. I can like try whatever I want. I'm in college. It's yep. like it's a playground. So that's what I intend on doing. Respect, man. Yeah. All right, man. This has been fun. I will. I'll update you on however it goes, man. I really appreciate it. Man, go to sleep. Sleep, man. It's so late. <laughs> I know, right? I got to wake up. Yeah, it's whatever. I'll be fine. All right. See you, Yvonne. Got you, man. See you,